you believe it's week six of the high school football season? Things are going by very quickly, but the storylines are just amping up as we get ready for the second half of the regular season. Welcome to another episode of your WCPO High School Insider Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Dyer. We have plenty of great conversations for you in this week's episode. Our WCPO Football Game of the Week takes us to Northern Kentucky as 4-1 Covington Catholic travels to 2-2 Cooper in the District 5 opener for both teams. And we're going to have plenty of coverage for you on the Friday night frenzy as well on Friday night. And this episode, you're going to hear from Lakota West senior quarterback Mitch Bolden as the uh, undefeated Firebirds defeated previously undefeated Princeton 31-7 this past Friday night. You're also going to hear from Wenton Woods head coach Chad Murphy, along with three of his players, as the Warriors have won 14 consecutive games. A little bit later on, you're also going to hear from Hughes head coach Lorenzo Engelman, as the Big Red are 3-1. and one. And Williamsburg head coach Nick Ayers checks in as the Wildcats improve to 4-1 and one this season and are number five in the Division Six Region 24 computer point standings. And um, But first of all, let's recap week five of the high school football season it was a gmc showdown in sharonville this past friday night a potential game of the year in the greater miami conference lakota west took care of business especially defensively defeating the vikings 31 to 7 they held a 17 to nothing lead at halftime and uh, was able to catch up with lakota west quarterback mitch bolden as uh, he reflected not only about the big victory but a little bit about his career and how his senior season is going by very quickly I wouldn't change for a thing, you know. I, my dad moving here was such a, cr- a crazy decision, and I, I've loved every minute of it. Is it going by quick? It's really quick. Yeah, I said something at practice yesterday. I'm like, I'm halfway through my regular season of my senior season. It's crazy. Is this kind of what you expected? Did you feel feel good about this group? I mean, as you kind of head down the home stretch here? Yeah, I knew as a freshman class that my senior class had a good leadership, and they were just good football players, you know. I mean, three of them are committed to big-time schools, so it's 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 – it's a special feeling to have this for a senior season. Well, I've been interviewing Mitch Bolden for four years now, and uh, he always has some great insight. Obviously, a son of a longtime head coach, Tom Bolden, but uh, Mitch is very honest. He tells you, um, you know, what it's like, and it's not just uh, sugarcoating anything. Uh, the Firebirds have had some great deep postseason runs, and uh, certainly would be a magical journey if uh, coach and son could make another run through the playoffs this year. But uh, before we go any further, I want to remind everybody this High School Insider Podcast is presented by our local Chick-fil-A restaurants, where the winning play is always chicken. Download the app today for easy ordering. Well, another team that is undefeated is Winton Woods. The Warriors are 5-0, and and uh, they've won 14 consecutive games overall going back to last season. And I'm pleased to be joined by Winton Woods head coach Chad Murphy. And uh, along with a, f- a few of his players, a senior defensive lineman, Taryn Macklin, senior wide receiver, Carlos Cox Jr., and also senior Casey Spears. And uh, guys, thanks for taking a few minutes here on the WCPO High School Insider Podcast. Coach, I'll start with you. Uh, obviously, a great start to the to the first half of this regular season at 5-0. and uh, You're playing Anderson, uh, hosting Anderson 3-2 and Anderson on a Friday night in a big ECC game. But uh, what, what do you like most about the way the, the team is playing right now through the first half of the season? Well, I think I think first and foremost, I think it's just you know we, we we've done our job. We we did, we did what we were supposed to do, um, and, and I don't mean that any any disrespect or anything like that. But I just feel like you know we just we've handled ourselves and, and to us, it's that's usually what it's about. It's about you know taking care of us offensively, defensively, and special teams. And uh, we're not we're not too consumed with who's on the other sideline. We're just kind of trying to focus on ourselves and improve ourselves from week to week. I talked to you in the preseason. Obviously, we had you on the uh, the podcast uh, at our Chick Fil A location there in Fairfield, and you know, I think the common theme from you and the players uh, that day was simply, you know, last year was last year. We're moving on. Uh, this is a, a clean slate, and um, the guys are getting ready to get after it. I remember you told me I was out at uh, the College Combine Day back in this past spring. You said, "Hey, we're we're kind of treating this season like we're the underdog," and uh, you know, a lot of people would maybe say, "Hey, you know, you guys are the favorite," but uh, still, how have you kind of kept that mentality of of uh, that hunger for each and every week of the season. Well, hats off, hats off to our guys. I, you know, our, our leadership um, and, and a couple of these guys you're going to hear from today, and Cam and Maine, you've heard from them in the past. And we got another guy, Cam Jackson. That you know, it starts with the leadership 
Um, you know, eyes are always on, you know, the leaders of this team. And, and uh, you know, I think it starts with them, you know, showing up and putting the work in. Um, it, it, it's of high importance to them guys. And it just kind of trickles down, whether whether you're a starter or whether you're, you're, you know, you're not seeing the field on a Friday night. You know, it, it's important to them because of, of what they're seeing from the leadership. So hats off to our to our guys, first and foremost. Well, let's just talk about your opponent on Friday night. Anderson, obviously, uh, no secret how much they like to, to throw the ball around. And uh, yeah. uh, what's it like preparing for them uh, from a defensive standpoint this week? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a different animal, obviously. Uh, you know, what they do is a little different. You know, they've got their little niche. You know, they, they, they're they different, you know. And, and like you said, it's a great question. Preparation is obviously a little different than, than you know, it's kind of like playing the wing tee or it's kind of like playing triple option football. It's hard to, hard to simulate throughout the week in practice and, you know, getting those looks is is obviously of the utmost importance. Um, but but you know, they're good. Coach Dreyer is good at, good at what he's done. You know what I mean? Uh, they're doing a great job out of Western Brown now, throwing the ball around and you know things like that. But the, you know, he has his he has his uh, fingerprint on, on on even that place. You know, and some of the things that's still going on to this day. And that's that's no that's no disrespect to, to the guys out there now. But you know, he's really good at what he does. Um, he, you know, it's a great system that he runs for for what what he likes. You know what I mean? Um, what he likes to do, and it, it's obviously it's been it's been uh, it, it's been you know difficult to prepare for like like it always is. But you know we're we're finding a way that that we we feel is is the best for us. Um, so so we we plan to be prepared. Obviously, Coach Gray is not you know we're not going to go into a game being not you know being un, unprepared or not prepared. Uh, we're we're going to be prepared to the utmost and just need to make the plays when we get the opportunity. I want to talk about some more of your uh, standout players here in just a second. I want to bring in uh, senior defensive lineman Taryn Macklin into the conversation just for a second. Since we're speaking about defense and, you know, going up against Anderson this week. And, uh, Taryn, thanks for taking a few minutes. Uh, Taryn, tell me a little bit about you're a three-year starter at defensive lineman. Um, first of all, you know, before we kind of talk about this season, just tell me about your experience there at Winton Woods and um, obviously going through a, a state championship season a year ago. But uh, um, tell me about your experience, what you're most proud of uh, during your career there. Uh, my experience, I could say it was kind of rocky. Cause like my soft coming in my sophomore year it was coming from COVID, and then the season we had just had six and zero season. I mean six game season, and then after that season the coaches like left and went to prison. Then we rebuilt. Everybody doubted us, and then we just stayed down and trust the process. And then we just went to state one, and now we're just trying to go back to back. Tell me about what's the biggest key uh, defensively for your your team this year. Biggest key is not. I was. The, I mean, I could say not underestimating the other side. Basically, just playing our game and just focusing on us and just trusting we can do what we can do. How do you think you've improved just from a year ago? Um, I, I feel like I've improved a lot with the skill and the technique based off what Coach Sheen has taught me throughout the years. What's it like preparing for a team like Anderson that you know loves to throw the ball? I mean, what what kind of responsibility do you have on the defensive line this week? Um, just get to the quarterback, basically. Just get to the quarterback and force him to throw bad throws and try to get my back in some picks. How much fun are you having with uh, your teammates this year? Obviously, five and zero start um, speaks for itself. But uh, what's kind of like the the vibe around the the team each and every week? Well, the vibe is great. Like, I just love the, the environment I'm in. Just the players, they all just get it all every day in and out. And we just we just trust in each other and just being on each other's side no matter what. Great. Uh, I'd like to talk to your teammate there, Carlos Cox Jr., if you had a second to bring the camera around to him. And uh, this, this Carlos, thanks for joining me. I know you're uh, somebody who went from defensive back to wide receiver. Um, and uh, tell me a little bit about that transition for you and and uh, what, what that's been like maybe in the past uh, few months for you too. Uh, that transition, it was, it was just, I had to choose really. Playing defense last year, it was hard. You gotta, you gotta know the defense, study a lot pay attention to what the schemes are on the offense. It's a lot to learn. We run a really high tall defense. We got the we got Coach Gray, you know, he's really good. But switching to offense, I had to study more again, learn the plays, new playbook. I was new to it, but I know I adjusted quickly, listened to my coaches, trusted the process. Teammates was uplifting me and got my work in. 
Tell me about the trusting the process for you. I know you're a transfer that came into the program. Um, so, uh, go ahead. Trusting the process, you know, I had a buy-in. I knew I had a lot of guys in front of me, players that's been there, work, and I just know I had to come in, count on myself, work hard, and I know if I do those things, I'm going to stand out. And you have nine catches for 155 yards, a team leading four receiving touchdowns this year. Um, can you talk to me about the offense and, and what's been uh, what you like most about it? And what's what's going so well for the entire offense? Uh, we just know we all got to buy in. You know, we more of a running team, but we're gonna bring that play action pass here and there. We just, you know, when it's time for a person to get the ball, you just got to do your job, even when you're not getting the ball. What's your connection been like with quarterback Van George? You know, me and Van, you know, we've been clicking. We in practice. You know, we looking at our defense. Best defense we practice against every day. We competing. Beat them. It's like almost we playing them a game every day. You know, them guys are tough over there. They pushing us. We going to come right back at them. What's it mean to you to be a captain this year, too? You know what I'm saying? You got you to hold yourself to a higher standard. You know, uh, be a leader. You can't you can't be a leader without doing what's first in school. You know what I'm saying? Put your work in, in the weight room. Be more vocal on the field. You know what I'm saying? Because the younger guys are looking at me. So if I mess up or do something that's not the right way, they might do it. If I get out of line, lose my attitude, anger, they might do that. So you just got to stay positive. I know somebody who really embodies that captain that leadership role is your teammate Casey Spears who I'm going to talk to here in a second but before you kind of give the camera to him tell me about um, his role now uh, you know really kind of being at every practice you know coaching you guys and, and just uh, being there is, is a, a reliable teammate week in and week out what's that been like for, for that dynamic man me and Casey man getting the season we was locked in man we were so hyped we were so ready to go you know what I'm saying and then I just know he's always going to have my back. When me and him out on the field, we just click in a certain way. Off, firing on a bunch of cylinders, you know, 120%. Great. And, uh, yeah, I'd like to talk to Casey here if you got a second to – Casey, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Okay, great. There you are. I appreciate it. Well, uh, tell me a little bit about, uh, you know, this team and, and kind of similar questions I asked Carlos and, and Taryn too, but uh, you have a different role now, now that we're heading into the second half of the season. Tell me a little bit about that. Just go in, help motivate everybody, push everybody to be the best they can be, you know, beat the day. That's the best thing that we can do going week in and week out. And, uh, you know, you, you're, you could play uh, so many different positions, so versatile and everything. Uh, I mean, what's it like now kind of seeing the other side of it, being coaching these guys and, 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 you know, being for them in a different role that you have now this season? It, I mean, it, it's amazing. I get to watch and see what everybody get to, can do. And, you know, it, it just shows me and they just show me every day that they're just getting better and better every day. Take me through the practice, the energy, the intensity, everything there at Charlie it, Frederick C. It's just wow. You got you got to be there to feel it. You got to be there to believe it. It's just hype every day. How focused is this team going into the second half of the season? You guys know that there's a potential, obviously, for a deep postseason run, but I know you're going to take it one week at a time. I mean, what can you tell, like, from a day-to-day -day perspective about the way your teammates are, are really locked in and focused on the task at hand? Focus. We know we have to beat the day to beat the week. So we'll just be very locked in, making sure we get out all the little things. What's it mean to you to be a captain this year as well? It, it means a whole bunch. You know, you just, it, it just, it just, it, it just, I don't know. It, let me, let's say this. Being a captain, you really do have to hold yourself to a higher standard. You got to make sure everybody's on their stuff. As long as you're, and you're on your stuff, everybody pays attention to you. So the little things that you do, if they feel like that's okay to do that, then they're going to do it. But if it's bad and they're doing it and they see you doing it, they're going to think it's okay. And we don't want that around the team. We want all positive. And yes, sir. 
How different, I mean, people from the outside, Casey, would say, you know, look at last year's team, started one and two. Everybody knows about the, the great journey, the great, you know, ch- state championship. Uh, and then this year you start out five and oh. Is it a much different mentality of everybody knew Winton Woods is going to be a good team this year? Did you guys approach anything differently or, or, or do you block out any more noise this year knowing that there, that expectation is already built into the season? It's just us staying focused, locked in, buying into the process. We know we have a great coaching staff, and if we do what they uh, want us to do week in and week out, they will be good. We just got to buy into the process. Great. And, uh, Coach, uh, I'd like to ask you the same type of question I did back in the preseason, a little bit about each one of these three players, if you don't mind, and how special they've been to this group and what they've contributed in each and every way. Yeah, you know, it's it's been very unique and it's kind of it's kind of interesting, you know, how how it all works out, you know, but these guys were chosen by teammates uh, to 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 be team captains this year. You know, you think about a guy like Carlos that came in to transfer into this program last year as a junior played the first half of the season, uh, sat the second half of the season, um, switches positions, you know, to the offensive side of the ball this year and ends up being a team captain. So to me, that tells me a lot. You know, I I always want to respect, especially here, respect the traditions and, and, and the football that, that has been played here for so long. You know, and, and in my mind, before before this, I'm thinking, man, is it has a kid ever transferred in and, you know, to Whitten Woods as a junior or a senior and ended up being a team captain the next year? So to me, that tells me all I need to know about a guy, Carlos Cox. You know what I mean? Chosen by his teammates, been here for a year and a half, knows some of these guys, obviously, previously, but but just the type of person, the type of young man he is to to, to, to earn that that status and, and then to, to withhold that status as well. Just a great kid, a team guy, uh, a, a, a we versus me type guy, you know, one of our best blockers, just a high trust guy, high character guy, and a very, very talented young man as well. So very happy for, for uh, Carlos. Taron has, has kind of earned it the more traditional way, I guess you would say, with being a three-year starter on, on some pretty daggone defenses over the last three years here um so that almost tells me enough of him you know you ask about his all season every year that i've been here which is you know his sophomore junior and senior year i have got to witness him in the off season and every off season has been better than the one before so i think he's had a phenomenal off season he's one of the best interior defensive tackles in the state of ohio and i've I've said this until i'm blue in the face but you know he's fighting the six oh he's only six foot he can't play Division One football if he's six foot. Well, you know, we just had one last year. Jay Ron ended up being the best defensive player in the state of Ohio in Division Two football, playing Division One football. But T Mac is a D one football player all day long, whether he's six two, six three, six four, whatever he is, or just six foot, or if he's five eleven. I really don't care. One of the best interior defensive tackles in the state of Ohio, one of the best young men around. Um, super, super proud of him uh, and where he's where he's came. Going to have a lot of football ahead of him as well. Um, and then obviously KC. Um, I think in the last couple of weeks since we I, I, I'm going to be lucky to hold this in. Um, but in the last couple of weeks, um, uh, there's not, there's not, oh, shit. there was not a day went by that I haven't thought about him a minimum of five times a day. Um, just one of the most the, the top five most dynamic dudes in the state of Ohio. And I don't care what division, I don't care what division of football we're talking, D1, D2, D3, D4, D5, D6, or D7, one of the top five most athletic, most dynamic dudes in the state of Ohio. And and I'm going to say one of the top five young men in the state of Ohio too. Um, just absolutely loves the game of football. Um, just here all the time, you know, prior to injury, since injury, just here all the time, loves, loves this place, loves the game, loves his teammates. Um, so right now, you know, we're working on the next step, you know, um, he's got five plus offers. Um, he, you know, he's facing some, some adversity and, and a few challenges right now, but, you know, we, 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 you know, myself and, and some of our guys, you know, we're, we're going to, we're, we're going we're to just keep battling, you know, we're, we're going we're gonna to take adversity head on. Um, you know, we're not going to back down from it. Obviously, he's added a challenge or two with this knee. Uh, you know, we're, we're working on getting to the next level. But he's got a group of people that, that, are, that will fight to the end for him to get him to the next level where he needs to be. Um, but but just, just a great kid, um, a, a captain, whether he's doing his thing on Friday nights or not. Coach, obviously uh... – 
very emotional there speaking about Casey. Can you just kind of demonstrate, um, you know, what he's meant in his new role to the team as you see him helping out with practice and helping be a leader among his teammates? And um, it's going to yeah. be really rewarding to see all that. Oh, yeah, it, it already has been, you know, um, you know, it's just it's just so, so weird. I, I like. I, sometimes I got to look away when I see him, you know what I mean? I'm like, why? you know, I kind of think to myself, how come KC ain't in pads? You know, I got to, I got to, you know, it, it's just, it's just tough. It's the worst thing about the game. You know, it's such a great game. So many life lessons, so many great times. And, you know, growing up when, you know, playing high school football and all that, all that stuff, but no matter the level injuries, you know, I just saw where, you know, Malik Band down there, you know, UC tears his peck and is out for remainder of the season, you know, against Kennesaw state, you know what I mean? So, it's just the worst part of the game, but you know, it's the, it's the risk reward, you know, kids, kids put in so much time working and, and, and put, you know, to master their craft and, you know, it's just part of the game, you know, it's, and it's, but it's the worst. Um, so he, he's just been a blessing and he'll continue to be, you know what I mean? Just, just in a different way. You know I mean? He's way more than a football player. You know, I kind of, I kind of had to learn this kind of lesson when I, when I, when I got fired from being a head coach, you know what I mean? I'm like, I thought that's all I was, was a, was a head football coach, but it kind of made me take a step back. It, you know, it, it was a nice piece of humble pie uh, to, to, to learn that I'm way, I was way more than a football coach. You know, I'm a dad, I'm a husband, I'm, you know, I'm so many other things. And uh, I, I think this will give KC a time to just step back and realize, man, there's way more to life than football. Obviously he loves football, but he's just such a great human being, has so many things to offer people uh, other than football, you know what I mean? So I, I just think everything happens for a reason, never going to question the plan. Um, so it is what it is. And he, you know, he, he's as big a role in this football team right now as he was three weeks ago. You know what I mean? So that, 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 that'll continue. And just finally, coach, I mean, obviously everybody sees the success, uh, the stats, I mean, you could talk about the college recruiting and, you know, we yeah. could mention so many other players and, uh, but just, it seems like, like you said, uh, life lessons, uh, beyond yeah. the game of high school football. I mean, uh, how much does the Winton Woods program embody that, whether that be through the community support, the community involvement, or just, um, you know, like you said, being a, a great student athlete, being a great coach, a mentor? Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about that bigger picture, I guess. Yeah, you know, I, I think it's, it's it's something, you know, everywhere tries to, you know, football, you have such a, a large number of young men that you have the opportunity to to help influence and be a part of their life and, and try to show them the things that's going to help them down the road, whether it's, you know, football related or not. But, you know, this place, you know, obviously, you know, the, the, the things that I didn't have to come in and try to do, it was already here, the importance of this game and what it takes to be successful, the putting in extra time and, you know, the, the brotherhood and just so many things that, you know, when you, when, when you've been doing something pretty well for 30 years, you know, it's just kind of a, um, and we just try to build on that, you know what I mean? Um, and, and it's, it's, you know, thus far, man, just, just, a, obviously a huge part of my life, you know, the last couple of years and just, just so glad that, you know, my chapter, one of my chapters led me to force park and, um, you know, it's, it's just been a blessing. We're just going to continue to build on, on that. And, you know, with the utmost goal of, of, of producing, if you want to use the word producing, just, just, just great young men, you know what I mean? It ends up being hardworking, trustworthy, um, you know, blue collar type guys that are, that are going to go on and do great things, no matter whether it's on the football field or, or, or in the in the workplace or, you know, hopefully both. But uh, just been blessed. I, you know, I know that I wore that out last year, but I, that mind frame is, is just one that kind of sticks and just 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 a wonderful place with some wonderful people. Obviously, you've heard from three of them today. Winwood's head coach Chad Murphy, along with seniors Taryn Macklin, Carlos Cox Jr., and Casey Spears. Really appreciate all your time and perspective, and best of luck to Winton Woods the rest of this season. Thanks for all you do, Mike. Well, Winton Woods is one of three teams that are undefeated in Division II Region 8, and uh, certainly the Warriors are going to be the team to watch uh, from Greater Cincinnati as uh, things wind down this regular season and head into the playoffs in October. And uh, head coach Chad Murphy certainly has his players in a good mindset going forward. But before I go any further, I want to remind everybody this High School Insider podcast is presented by our local Chick-fil-A restaurants where the winning play is always chicken. Start your day tomorrow with a fresh, warm breakfast. Well, switching gears a little bit to Division Three. The Hughes Big Red football team is number seven in the Region 12 computer point standings this week, and uh, Hughes plays host to Aiken at Stargill Stadium on Friday night. I was able to catch up with head coach Lorenzo Engelman earlier this week as he talked about the Big Red in his first season as head coach. One of the things that I really like is our ability to score. Um, we've been able to score 
points in, in all of our games, um, no matter the defense assess that we've been able to see. So um, got a lot of skilled guys that have been doing a, um, making some plays. And then when Purcell tried to take away our big play ability, right, we were able to, to make some drives. So our ability to score has really impressed me uh, most. Great. Uh, three and one. Um, obviously, your game with Lachlan wasn't played, but, um, uh, you know, you know, when you kind of look through uh, the four games, I mean, is this just kind of where you expected you would be right now? I mean, or did you – is this exceeding yeah, your expectations um, in your first year? Um, yes and no. Um, um, we play every game to win, so that Chaminade game, we were playing to win that one. Um, so um, the overall expectation is to win every game. But um, just with – some of the distractions that we had early on, um, me and three and one, we're in a really good position. Uh, we got some guys coming on now um, that that we didn't really expect to be a big part of the the team. So that that's a, always a plus when we have those those add-ons, those add-ins that really come in and, and be able to help out in some of the needs that we need to fill. You mentioned that Shamanon game, only a four-point loss. I mean, what did your team learn from that game? Would you say? Um. We learned we learned what the offseason needs to look like from here on out. Uh, kind of got pushed around up front a little bit. So, um, yeah, it's one of those things that we're going to look to correct in the offseason and, you know, throughout our conditioning and our um, our strength and conditioning program. So that's really what we learned right there. We just, but they also learned that they can play with anyone also. So no, no matter what the obstacle looks looks like, because um, their their offensive line was a, a pretty solid offensive line, probably the biggest offensive line that we'll see this year. Um, we were able to go toe to toe with them, um, you know, score for score for the most part. Well, tell me about. Uh, I know you got a lot of guys that are um, a lot of big time stats here. Um, T.J. Jaleel. I mean, it goes on and on. Salim uh, had a big big mm-hmm. night as well against Purcell. But you want to just start with start off with maybe T.J. and what he's meant to the team. Yeah, so um, TJ, I think he's been our, our leader both offensively and um, defensively when he's not playing quarterback. Um, he's one of the leading tacklers on the team also. Um, just having a talent like that is just, I mean, that just speaks for itself. Um, he's able to play multiple positions for us. Um, Jaleel is a similar type of kid, um, able to play multiple positions for us, um, both offensive and defensive. And then, I mean, Salim is like probably he's probably the most humble kid that I have on on uh, on the team. Um, he fills in anywhere where I need. We never get a, a mixed word from um, a kid like Salim Ford, and uh, I'm just proud to have to be able to inherit a kid like that um, on the team. Can you talk about just maybe the transition, um, you know, from Coach Mobley to yourself, and and what that was like, and. and- maybe just going back to the summer and, and you know, conditioning workouts and, and mm-hmm. you know, how much did you see the, you know, the the buy-in from your players? What was the chemistry like, the vibe from the team? And what was it like just kind of taking over the as head coach? Yeah, um, this is my this is my first head coaching stint. So uh, a, a lot of respect to head coaches <laughs> uh, that's been doing this for years. So um, it was really just a, a, a shift and not that – Coach Mobley didn't have a great culture going on over here because he had, they had already started turning the table. Um, but it's a shift in, in, in what I needed the culture to look like um, that, that took place this summer um, through workouts, through conditioning, through um, just changing up the, the offense. Um, we had a couple of holdovers from the previous staff. But those major things like offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, head coach, um, and then just getting our mindset and what we needed um, to see from these guys on a nightly basis, a daily basis, and then on Friday nights was just different. And that was something that it took time and it's still taking some time to get kids just used to it. And used to me on the sideline to, to get used to um, uh, my tone and when I'm serious and when it's playful and when it's, you know, all of those things. So that's um, that's always an adjustment that we have to we have to do from week to week and then they just have to and that also me learning the kids you know just learning the guys and what they're used to and you know things like that I, I at the end of the day football is fun right it's a sport meant to be fun I don't want to take that out I want to take that away from them I want them to have fun and I want them to I want it to be shown in and how we play the game you kind of smiled though when you mentioned that you you have a lot of credit for coaches who have done this for many many years so what's been the biggest <laughs> challenge 
uh, when it comes to, you know, I don't know, maybe it's time, maybe it's managing a team, yeah. maybe it's X's and O's, I don't know, but what, what's it been yeah. for you? I, I think it's been all of the above. Um, um, I have a, uh, a former coach that I look to uh, who, who kind of gives me some guidance from time to time um, about, you know, how to manage some things. Uh, I think it's just a lot of personalities. Um, and then just dealing with a lot of time it's the non-football thing. So um, our, our, our team is a little small, not because people don't want to play. It's just because that eligibility piece just wasn't there um, coming into the season. So that's another thing. We were instituting the two days of study tables, the grade checks, um, weekly grade checks, both for myself and then from our um our coordinator here, our academic coordinator here, who, who works tremendously with me, um, sends me a spreadsheet every week just to check on those grades and to make sure the kids are on top of what they're supposed to do. Um, I'm an intervention specialist in the building also, so I don't always have the time to get around to every single kid in every single class. So she helps me out tremendously there. But how rewarding is this just to see the, obviously still got a ways to go here in the season, but to see this great start, I mean, what kind of support have you received from the, the school and the community? Oh, the, the, the school has been great. Um, the staff is wonderful. Um, every week we have a, uh, an alumni come back um, to kind of speak to the, 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 the kids about their path and how they came, managed to um, get through Hughes and then uh, what they did moving forward. A lot of the guys have been some of our, um, some of the guys that graduated from with me in 2000, but um, we're looking to kind of I talked to a couple of students that just graduated last year to come back and I need you to talk to these guys about what the real world is going to look like once you leave these four walls um, to, to, to move on to whatever it is that you deem you want to move on to next year. So I think that's been a real catalyst to just showing them that A, what the possibilities are and then B, what you're going to be up against once you once you leave here. Do you think the message is getting through to the team? I, mean, I think so. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So last last. I think it was Wednesday. I had uh, Andre Frazier, who was uh, who graduated with me, and he uh, went over to UC and played with the Steelers. Just talked about them. That's where the relentless came from. Talked about them just out. You have to outwork everyone, every single play. So, um, and that that was that was probably one of the um, attributes that were so, that was so um, important to Andre's success. So for him to come back and share that and they, and them to see how successful he was in doing those things. I think that was really important. Well, we mentioned obviously three players there. You had four interceptions in the game against Purcell. I mean, who else has really kind of stepped up for you? Uh, from what you um, um, Let's see. Um, Caleb Hines senior um, had that interception in late. And that, that was kind of the ceiling interception. We scored. We're only up four at that point. So we end up scoring um, right after that to kind of seal the game and, and, and then be able to milk it away. Um, Lorenzo Engelman Jr., um, he had an interception at the very end of the game. Um, he's been doing a lot of good things, both offensively and defensively for us. Um, <clears throat> there's a kid named um, Aaron Phillips. Um, he's one of those surprise kids that came in and he has just worked. He's He is He's the definition of relentless for our team. Um, he's, he's been he's a little undersized, but he he works hard as he works as hard as anyone on the team. Um, um, what year in position else. is he, coach? He's the senior defensive end. Okay. Yeah, um, and he's he's taken taking a couple of years off of football. Um, we have another kid, Ryan Cooley, who came back to football this year after a two year stint of not playing football. He's a junior wide receiver. He stepped in and played some defense in for scored a huge touchdown um, on force for Friday. So he's he's been huge. He's he's a big frame kid. He's about six four, six five. Um, his father actually played with me here at Hughes also. So a lot of uh, a lot of alumni uh, feeling the need to send their kids back now that they know they have a, a, an alumni as a as a coach also. I want to ask you about that. I mean, how much pride do you take in, in that? And and obviously, can you explain the the family connection too? how special that is for those who aren't as familiar? Obviously, they see um, yeah. Engelman uh, name on the roster <laughs> quite a bit. Yeah. So, yeah, um, it, I, I talk to the, my boys, my, my son and then my nephews uh, often about just appreciative. I think they've helped to ease this transition um, for me coming into um, my first head coaching stint. 
So I'm very appreciative. Um, I have 10 brothers and sisters. Uh, they're at every game. Mm -hmm. uh, and and I, I, they're as loud as anyone, you know. So um, they're, they're, uh, they're very supportive. Seven of us, seven of the 11 of us came through Hughes at one point. Um, six of us graduated from Hughes. So it's just, uh, it, it was to, to receive the job, to come to this point and knowing that there's still work to be done. Um, it, it just, it's a joyous occasion. The alumni support has been just tremendous. Um, it's just been an outpouring of support all, all throughout the um, the community also. So it, it's tremendous. I, I, there's no other way to put it. It's, 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 it's it's exciting. That's awesome. Great. Now you get to open up uh, CMAC play. You play Aiken uh, this Friday. Um, yeah. Did you have any particular message to the team about opening up conference play or, or any po a focal point of emphasis this week? Yeah. So um, we're, we're still sticking with the theme of being relentless. Um, we need to, we have to take care of our assignments. I think that's one of the, the points of emphasis for this year. Is, I mean, this week is to make sure our assignments are tightened up, especially going into CMAC play. Um, we know a lot of these kids. Um, you know, from the neighborhood they grew up with us. Um, they played against them in Little League. They've been playing against them for the last three, four years. So um, we have to kind of take the emotion out of there and just do what we are assigned to do. So um, that's, that, I think that's the biggest point of emphasis, just uh, play our assignments and just make sure that we take care of what we need to take care of and we'll be all right. Finally, I wanted to ask you just about your style because you mentioned, you know, you're, you're still – um, getting your voice as far as, you know, managing the personalities, but, you know, football mm -hmm. is fun. I mean, tell me about, you know, for those that haven't seen uh, Hughes play in person this year, like uh, what that's like just to, um, you know, how much fun your team is having, I guess, through the success. Yeah, yeah I think um, so. Um, we talked about all of those people that, that were very integral. Um, offensively, we spread the ball out. So there's not one person that you're just going to key on and try to, you know, just figure out. Um, if we shut this one down, then, you know, Hughes is going to fold. It, this isn't how it's, it's, it's been happening for us. I've had um, um, TJ, has, he's the leading rusher, but I have a, another uh, two running backs that have had almost just as many carries of him in, in game. Um, I got – we do some extended things to try to get get the ball out to some playmakers just so they can make plays. Um, so it's an exciting, it's a really exciting brand of football. Um, and then defensively, we just try to attack, be on attack at all times, um, and just um, just all hats to the ball. So we're just trying to. I guess it's kind of like that backyard football kind of mentality. Like we're just going to get it out to our guys and let's 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 make some plays. Um, and they're, they're held accountable. They're held accountable for making a guy miss. They're held accountable for all of those things. Um, so it's fun. Well, you can tell there from Coach Engelman how much this means as a 2000 Hughes grad to uh, lead this football team. He told me he has 10 siblings that attend each and every one of the football games. A great community and alumni support that uh, certainly has gone many miles for uh, the success of this year's team and it'll be great to watch Hughes down the stretch this season we'll switch in gears to division six now Williamsburg is off to a great start at four and one their only loss was a four-point loss in overtime and I was able to catch up with Nick Ayers as he talked about his first season as head coach with the Wildcats and being able to reinvent himself after 18 years of coaching high school football uh thank you for having me I appreciate it um uh the community uh, love for football is, is kind of overwhelming. I mean, they love football uh, and uh, everywhere you go in town, uh, it's, it's the biggest deal. And, and I say small town, big deal. So uh, I don't know if they like it yet, but we'll see. Um, we're implementing ourselves more and more uh, into the community. Um, we bought some land over there to move over there and build a home. So first things first, um, so the kids are very, very athletic-minded kids. A lot of them are uh, multi-sport athletes. And when I say multi-sport, you're talking not like two. You're talking three, four, five. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they play multiple sports in a season, uh, which is different for me. But um, there are some kids with some skill sets that's uh, pretty pretty amazing. Um, I, I think we have, uh, you know, a Division One tight end. Um, and Alex Irvin, I think we've got some really, really good players that just, I mean, I got a six and a half foot high jumper. 
that's an interesting Grice. That's an unbelievable player. Um, we have some new kids that are new to Berg that uh, have uh, integrated themselves uh, amazing and uh, have, have made huge, huge uh, strides in the program. So it's just as a whole, the team going from a roster size before of 100 all the way up to 130 um, down to my, you know, the roster size now is about 40. And you can just develop relationships easier and better that way and give kids personal attention that they need to be good football players, good students. And, and uh, it helps me reinvent myself as a coach. What was your first order of business when you took over the program? So uh, really the program was in great shape. Chad Ward did an amazing job. They went to playoffs last year, won a playoff game. They implemented a ton of new things. Uh, ahead of me. Um, they already had a full-time strength coach who was an aeronautical engineer, uh, by the, you know, by amazing blessings, they got him and the strength conditioning programs already on the way up. Uh, it's a commitment that the district made, uh, to implement strength and conditioning and have it as a part of your practice. So every kid that's year round lifts year round. So that's something for male and female athletes in, in the school, in the school district, they have put a point of emphasis on that. So that was great too. So first, first order of business is trying to identify what, you know, what, how we can help coach the kids the best way we knew how um, we did a lot of things. Uh, we needed to decide if we were going to be a throwing team or a running team. We needed an identity. And a couple of the coaches that were on the staff from last year, said, you know, what, what is our identity? And, and we really didn't know because we didn't know what style the kids were or what system they would do best in. So we kind of just started throwing a mixed batch and putting it together. And now I would say we're more of a throwing team, which is hard for me to say because I'm a original wing T guy, even though I ran the, we ran the run and shoot in college, but um, wing T is what I've, you know, fallen in love with and stuff. But our offensive coaches have decided that we're more of a passing team right now, and it seems to work. We're averaging 43 points a game. What's that been like for you? Just uh, You go from that transition, like you said, wing T, to, to open it up so much. Is that uh, hey, whatever works makes you successful, yeah, obviously, it, at the end of the day? Yeah, so you have to and, – and you have to think the – Coach Ken Osborne won 207 games there. I mean, unbelievable. I think he's top 50, 51, maybe in, in wins and as a head coach. And – the people, you know, I reach out to the community and ask, what's something great that Coach Osborne did that was just year to year? How, how do you last that long? You know, and uh, they said he knew what he had talent wise. He knew what he had and he always manipulated the system a little bit to help his offense and defense to win games. He was able to do that as a football coach. And that was like a gift that he had. Hey, this year we got to be more run heavy. Hey, this year we've got to be, we're more of a passing team, whatever that may be, or we could be well-rounded or we could be 50, 50, you know? So it's just that right there. I was like, okay, maybe these kids can adapt a little bit. And we have, have adapted more to the throwing style being in the game. There's a couple times that I tell the offensive guys, I'm like, I really don't like this, but, you know, it's something that we're going to roll with. And because because once we put the the stuff in, you can't question the coaches because they've worked hard on it all week. Let's talk about some of your players here. Uh, junior J.J. Miller, 767 yards passing, 12 touchdowns, 220 yards rushing and six touchdowns. I mean, what's he meant to the offense? So, I mean, he he's the centerpiece to it. Um, everybody is valuable. Uh, but J.J. is just a special kid. I've known him since he was a baby. And uh he has done a ton of things. And you got to think we've played five games, but he's probably really only played a full game in two or three of them. Okay. So I think, um, and, and our, I think he's the best player in our conference. I think that he, he's one of the best players around any division. And if you put the ball in his hands, a lot of great things can happen. So he's just an amazing player. And the kids that we, have around him have helped us tremendously in being able to make plays. Like I said, we got a six and a half foot high jumper. We've got uh, two tight ends that are six, three and six, four, and both can jump out of the gym. Uh, we got guys that can extend the field. We've got speed. I mean, we've got linear uh, and lateral speed. I mean, it's just, we have a ton of weapons, especially at the division six level level. You really don't have that luxury, but this year we do. Can you talk about some of those guys specifically? If you don't mind. 
Um, so obviously there's JJ, uh, Tristan Grice is a, is a dual threat athlete. I mean, he's just uh, amazing. Alex Irvin, uh, you know, his catch radius is probably five, five yards around him, maybe even more. He can go up and get it, uh, you know, high level basketball player. And that's what I love doing is, and maybe that's going to be my staple is taking basketball players and making them football players. Mm-hmm. Um, Toby Humphreys is another threat, uh, and a big kid can go up and get the ball, um, and a, and a more of a blocking tight end for us. Uh, we have, uh, Bryce Lilly, who is a deep threat, stretches the field, great linear speed. I think he's a hundred meter track champ in, uh, in, in our conference. Um, we've got Pierce. So, uh, uh, he's, he's that he's going to be able to, I mean, he can catch anything really. I mean, if you, if you put the ball around him, he's going to do a really, really good job of, uh, catching the football, getting up field. Um, his athletic IQ is really high. I'd say he probably gets that from me. I don't know. It's just to, just to make just sure everybody little, knows Pierce is sure, your son. Yeah. yeah Pierce is my <laughs> kid. So, um, he's done a great job. Um, he's on the smaller side, so, uh, he, he, he's done good. So we'll see how his body holds up and stuff and, and what we can do and take care of that. And then we just got some kids on defense that can just flat run. Um, and, uh, that, that's something that we're going to take pride in and develop. And we want to be able to just, you have to be able to run if you want to play defense for us. Uh, I've made some mistakes as a head coach and not allowing us to tackle as much in practice. So that has hurt us big time in games. So what we're going to do is we're going to put a point of emphasis on more live tackling. Um, now, if we, you know, you just can't risk with that many guys uh, only having 40 on a roster yeah. and, uh, and, and risk kind of hurting guys, you know, with the tackling and stuff. But it, it's hurt us. I've put us in a bad spot with that. Is there a fine line, though, to that, though? Because, I mean, you hear more and more from coaches about, especially during yeah, the flip run toward the playoffs where, you know, you want to stay as healthy as possible. Yeah, you want to stay healthy. I mean, the it's about, you know, being four and one, I can sit here and say it's about me or it's about whatever. It's about the kids, putting them in the best situation possible, giving my assistant coaches the ability to say, hey, open this up for this kid, develop this kid, make this kid do this. And then we've adapted to each kid's skill set, got them the ball, and that's what's allowed us to average as many points as we, we have. And um, if I coach a little better, we're five and zero. Oh. You know, uh, and I've got to do some things that that, you know, are going to help us finish and win the next game. So we got a long road trip ahead of us, three hour trip to Eastern Reedsville uh, Friday. So, again, we got to get our kids prepared for that. So that's going to be a big deal. The only loss was to Hillsborough, 48-41 in overtime. In overtime, Um, yep. Just, uh, you know, big win over Lachlan this past week. Um, You know, what's. What's kind of the mindset of this group and what do you like about coaching them from a day-to-day perspective? Obviously, you talk about, you know, they're, they're skilled, obviously, when, when you talk about both sides of the ball. But what's kind of the, you know, this group's kind of mantra as far as uh, their chemistry together? They are a very family-oriented group. Uh, when we dismiss them from practice, they're not in any hurry to leave. They get extra work in. Uh, the leadership is continuing to get better. I heard last year's group at Williamsburg was an amazing leadership group. So they deserve some credit as, uh, you know, the previous year seniors did an amazing job. So our guys are starting to pick that up. We're just trying to develop uh, a level of family um, because the talent is going to go up and down the different things, but how we overcome adversity in different situations. So I would say the best part of being at Berg is the just family atmosphere, the ability to develop relationships with every single kid and, uh, them wanting to just continue to learn the game of football. And you kind of alluded to this at the outset about the community buy-in, but uh, just to kind of sum that up, I mean, what's that been like on a Friday night, whether, you know, you've been on the road a lot, obviously, but um, just the support around the school community. Um, it, how nice has that been? It's amazing. It's amazing. It's a 100% one direction love for the community and for the program. They asked me to do them a favor tonight at our uh, Battle in the Berg fundraiser, and I guess some guy gets to slam me on the ground. So I could not like him after I get beat up today. But this evening about 8 o'clock, I'd probably let everybody know how bad I get hurt. I mean, but this is is part of the job, though, right? I mean, as a head coach of of Williamsburg, like this is, you know, like you said, you have success, and obviously people are going to enjoy that. But it's, it's one thing to have that, but then to be engaged in the community the way you are. I mean, that's got to be rewarding at the end. Yeah, of the day. absolutely. I mean, yeah. 
I love it. They, uh, my younger son, uh, just started at Williamsburg as well. And, uh, he's in the elementary school. He loves it. Um, the community atmosphere to it. And you got to think this is my first time out of the previous district I worked. So, and I was there for 17 years. So to come in to a situation like this and it, you know, do you remember when, uh, Jim Harbaugh, uh, I said this in another interview, but when Jim Harbaugh said that Ryan day was born on third and he thought that he hit a triple, I mean, Chad Ward and the community set it up a lot like that for me. I mean, you can't take full credit and have all these kids, all these athletes in a line, all these assistant coaches that want to, you know, I've got three former players on staff. Now I've got so many people willing to volunteer and it is just, I, I got to reinvent myself a little bit as a coach and get better on my end. So it's really helped kind of just, you know, revive my coaching and, I'm very lucky to be in the situation that I'm in, you know, win or lose another game, you know, we got to go one and zero each, each week, but it, it's a great situation. I mean, it's, I'm very, very fortunate. I'm fortunate for what the previous staff did. I'm fortunate, fortunate that the community alignment administration's alignment and our alignment is all the same. And that's something that's just not everywhere. Williamsburg head coach Nick Ayers, really appreciate your time and perspective and uh, all the best of luck to you and the team going forward. Thank you. Well, Williamsburg is on the road for the third consecutive week, making a long road trip to Eastern High School this week. And uh, you could tell in Coach Ayers' voice how much this means to him to kind of reinvent himself in a program that uh, has 40 players total on its roster. But uh, certainly after being at West Claremont for a number of years, Coach has found a new niche with this Williamsburg program and community. And it'll be fun to see the Wildcats make a playoff push later this October. Well, there are plenty of good matchups for you on this week six slate of games. We have Anderson at Winton Woods, as I mentioned earlier. How about the SBAAC? 5-0 New Richmond traveling to Mount Orb to take on 4-1 Western Brown. Drew Novak, the senior quarterback there for Western Brown, he could become the fourth all-time leading career yards passing leader in OHSA history. Just needs 100 yards and uh, certainly gaining a lot of attention after he passed Joe Burrow last week on the state list. And uh, how about Princeton at Fairfield? A great GMC matchup. The Vikings 4-1 at 5-0. Uh, Fairfield, Western Hills 3-2 and two at 4-1 and one Woodward. And how about Elder? They're hosting St. Xavier in a big GCL South, South showdown there at the pit in Price Hill. We'll have all the action for you on the Friday Night Frenzy. Thanks again for listening and watching. I'll talk to you next week.